you're listening to Rock Bottom Radio, broadcasting from deep in the turf net zone. Here's your host, Randy Wilson. Hello and welcome to Rock Bottom Radio. Thank you. Thank you. Well, it's 2019 and we have some predictions. But first, I have to respond to the barrage of angry reactions objecting to Mama decapitating Ludell with a number nine frying pan. Let me be clear. Ludell is not dead. It was merely a ruse, a deceitful subterfuge designed to throw Ludell's three fiancés and their families off his trail. On to more pressing matters. Hey, y'all, it's winter. You're stuck in the shop a lot. Now's the time to get yourself some vinyl guard and use this indoor time to spruce up all that outdoor equipment. Oh, and listen to Rock Bottom Radio while you work. In fact, you can listen to Frank Rossi's podcast and Dave Wilbur and John Reichman too, all while you vinyl guard your rake handles and yard markers and benches and all those other things. Okay, welcome back. Our first prediction for 2019, this will be the year that Mama the current president of the Mystic Order of Greenkeepers, finally becomes aware of the resistance building to the way she runs our annual convention. Although it's been obvious for years that regional shows, like the Carolinas, for instance, are so much more effective and sensible than forcing folks to spend $5,000 traveling thousands of miles. We are predicting that the days of Mama strong-arming vendors with threats of losing their convention booth placement if they don't buy ads in the Rock Bottom Gazette are essentially over. Furthermore, I predict that Mama will have to stop charging $2,000 for a couch in a booth, and we can't keep sticking folks for expensive education that they can find on the net. I also predict it might be time for us to slip out of our silk pantaloons and powdered wigs and try to blend in with the commoners before the pitchforks and torches show up on sale at Giant Mart. I also predict this will be our last prediction show. Hey, Mama, those greens are bumpy as a pile of rocks. I can't believe you charged me full price to put on bumpy greens. Bubba, those greens are fine. You just like to complain. No, every one of them greens is a different color. No consistency at all. I suppose the bunker sand is inconsistent, too. That's right. And on some holes, there's a prognosticative lack of trees to block the unceasing wind. My face is chapped, my lips are chapped, my butt... Here, on the house, some of our custom-made lip balm. It's free? That's what on the house means. Why, thank you, Mama. I wasn't expecting such momentous customer service. Yes, you was. That's why you complain every time you walk in here. You know you'll get something free. Well, you gotta admit that wind out there is vicious. No place to hide from it. Ooh, this lip balm is smooth and tastes kind of like lemon. That's not bad. There's another flavor, too. Can't quite pick it out. Hmm. That other flavor you taste is Gorilla Glue. Helps control the complaining. You got any robot predictions this year? Yeah, the robots are showing signs that they will arrive in smaller, uh, more affordable versions, kind of like uh, Swarm Theory. And they'll probably have to have a guardian robot to protect the workers. Kind of like a sheepdog? Yeah. My other prediction is on the downside. Robots will have a severe impact on the local economy. That ain't the only downside. First time them robots get a taste of human blood, it's on. Like that story you wrote back in 04. What was that called? Blade Runner. But it was set in 2044, not now. 
Hey, Webley Tuber over at Burnt Run said he asked your advice about them dead spots on his greens. That's right, he did. He wanted to know what I did when I had them same dead spots last year. What'd you tell him? Well, I told him I sprayed beer and soap and uh, tater squeezings on the greens that had the dead spots. Webley said that's exactly what he did, and now every single one of his greens are dead. Yep, same thing happened here. Buford, Mama said for you to get in there and wash some dishes. I don't wash dishes. You don't do what? I don't wash dishes. That's woman's work. Oh, Lordy, Buford, you just want to die? Hold on, hold on, let me clarify. I don't wash dishes, I pull KP. I don't care what you call it, just get in there. Our next prediction is... If you have ever studied economic cycles, you know a recession is overdue. But the good news is, golf will survive. See, people like golf. In urban areas, golf and parks are the last places people can experience the calming effect of wide open areas. Wildlife need golf courses, and so does the urban watershed, because golf courses are filters, giant filters. Walking in the open meadows of golf, hitting the ball, competing against others, the course, and yourself is relaxing and fun. But it's less fun when the whole thing becomes an expensive beauty pageant. But that's why golf will survive. There will be those who know how to be flexible, to adapt to the fluidity of an uncertain economic situation, to dial things back, in other words. How do we dial things back? Well, one strategy would be to study skeletal golf theory. You know, Golf without the fluff, lean, agile, and strong. We will need to create contingencies like cross-training the crew to prepare for a period of reduced revenue. Oh yeah, there's a rock bottom training film coming on that one. Also, golf course management corporations should investigate creating a whole new position in order to deal with robots. Some sort of IT technician who has spent enough time working on the golf course to blend the skills together. Top 10% courses will survive because there will always be rich folks, even after a reset. The bottom 10 will survive because country club members at mid-levels migrate downward during recessions and setbacks because, you know, they want to save money. By the way, Rock Bottom did very well in the last recession. We picked up a lot of country club members. Those in the middle who can quickly adapt to an affordable golf business model like Scruffy Golf, as practiced by Rock Bottom Country Club, will come out the other side as a golf course. Those who attempt to maintain the current state of the grooming arms race will become green space or tiny house developments. Because of the cost of land near the population centers, golf in the traditional 18-hole format might need to get creative. I mean really creative, not some of those turgid ideas the alphabets have spewed out in a panic. What if an 18-hole real estate course that's been walking the edge, even in good times, what if they cut back to nine holes of scruffy skeletal golf? The homeowners might be much more supportive, especially if they weren't being asked to subsidize a bloated, unnecessary clubhouse with a $6,000 per month electric bill. Oh, and paying for a pro and grooming standards much better suited to big, rich courses. We need to recognize that prior to the surge of artificial growth brought on by real estate investors in the late 80s, golf was a niche sport, and it did very well at that level. A scruffy golf course of the skeletal variety was where a lot of new golfers came from in those days. But the advent of the CCFAD put a halt to that particular recruiting area. 
However, we at Rock Bottom Country Club predict that Generation Z has the potential to reinvigorate the game, but not at the hyper-expensive point at which things operate now. Gen Z is already showing a tendency toward common-sense conservative tastes. I've seen several toss their smartphones and dump the e-books for real books. Gen Z will probably enjoy scruffy golf, but not Las Vegas showgirl golf. At some point, it will become obvious that a lot of the stats issued by the big alphabets were off. We probably never had 29 million golfers. It's likely they were counting people who played once and quit, or people who had played putt-putt and visited a driving range, and anybody who filled out a survey saying they had contemplated playing golf at one point. In 1970, we supposedly had 20 million golfers. Now, according to who I feel is the most reliable of the golf analysts, we have 20 million golfers. We also have twice the population that we had in 1970, and probably twice the number of courses. So, in effect, we lost half the number of players forecasted to fill up those courses. To sum it up, turning golf into big business using economic steroids damaged the game. But our prediction is that courting the Gen Zs, using a more sensible, more fun type of golf like 1970, will bring back the greatest game. The modern drivers and the hot balls require a larger space. Real estate courses demand motorized transportation, and maintaining all that property takes a lot more resources. We should seize the moment, bring in the Zs with some strategic downsizing, even if the big corporates wail and moan, or we can just keep doing what the alphabets and the manufacturers of playing equipment have been telling us to do because it's worked so well. I thought maybe you might like to go along tonight on a little adventure. We've been suffering from vandalism to our greens. Mostly armadillos looking for grubs, and some of the guys were out there tonight hunting them. Armadillos can tear up a green some kind of bad, and since they're nocturnal, we don't have to worry about shooting golfers. Well, they'll give somebody else a chance. You hogging all the armadillos. Yeah, you ought to share with the rest of us. Ain't my fault y'all can't shoot. Cletus seems like you got an advantage with that red laser sight. That ain't all. He got it mounted on a Desert Eagle 44 Magnum. Oh, he couldn't hit a bull in the butt with a bass fiddle. I'm telling Mama that Ludell being selfish. Mama, come in. This is Cletus. Mama, Ludell won't let us shoot armadillos. Hush, Cletus. You don't want her out here. Then nobody will get a chance to shoot. Hey, there's a big one. How you like that? He got away. No, he did not. Told you. It's a good thing them armadillos can't shoot back. It'd have killed all of you. I've been hitting them. It's just they armored like nature's little tank. It's the cops. Y'all shooting armadillos? Yes, sir. How many times I got to tell you, call me when you're gonna shoot armadillos so I can get here before they all gone? There's one hiding behind that bench. Stop, stop, stop. That's not an armadillo. That's a ball washer. They look alike. Do they make Kevlar vinyl guards? Wait, I'll get my spotlight. That bench is ruined. We don't need benches anyway. It just slows the game down. Uh, now there's something over behind Buford. That's a goose. We can't shoot geese. Dead gum, Burnell. You don't need full auto to kill a goose. He was obstructing justice. I'm gone home. Feller ain't got a chance. All these aging Rambos running loose. That's just as well. We got the armadillo that was tearing up 13 green. All right, everybody back to the shop. Ludell, you skin them and, and boo for tomorrow. We'll have a lunch special on, um, stew. All right, you go ahead.
Road. Top of that, I'm on the way. Sorry, folks, gotta go. Somebody reported gunshots around here somewhere. Hello, Christmas armadillos. Or two, you got most of them. On the way back, let's stop and do some Christmas caroling at the trailers next to 15 Fairway. Maybe they'll give us some eggnog. Christmas is over, Booth. Ain't neither. It's Christmas till New Year's. Ain't you never heard the 12 days of Christmas? Oh, all right. Let's hit old man Ledbetter's place first. He could use some cheering up. And he's got that vodka eggnog. Why does he need cheering up? Well, his name's Marion P. Ledbetter, but in school we called him Mary P. Bedwetter, and he still holds a grudge. Normally folks with a name like that turn out to be middle linebackers in the NFL. You know, like that butt kiss feller. Hey, Bedwetter, give me some of that eggnog. Are those anti-golf protesters back again? What are they protesting this time? Oh, they say golf is the playground of the rich and that it oppresses the common man and uh, it's enslaved the worms. A mob is an ugly thing. Especially the way they dress. Must be goths. They all done up in black and wearing them helmets. Go out there and tell them that golf is the last place that ordinary urban folks can get out in nature because the rich have Paved over everything. All right. Playground. Playground of the rich, my honey. Richest member we got is Buford, and he's a retired barber. Yeah, he lives off selling used golf balls. Okay, I told them. What'd they say? They turned over a car in the parking lot. They're probably going to burn it. That's how they protest. They burn cars. Looks like you're having trouble getting it to catch fire. Whose car is that? It's mine. If I'd known they was going to do that, I'd have filled it up this morning. Guess I ought to call the insurance agent. Does Prius make trucks? Them young folks, I swear. I wish y'all wouldn't agitate the young folks. That's where our next golfers will come from. Y'all are all getting too old to play. You know, we need new blood. Oh, there's going to be plenty of blood day out there trying to turn over Mama's truck now. Uh-oh, here comes Mama. Where did Mama get tear gas? I hope it's just tear gas. Them kids came prepared to riot. Uh, helmets might work fine against police batons and billy clubs, but... Helmets is useless against a good frying pan. Look at y'all, hiding in here like a bunch of cupcakes. Get out there and help me. Ludell, hook up a quick coupler and hose down them riders. Buford. You and Cletus, get on your right gear. Willie, play that anti-right music real loud. Well, there they go. Must be why Bortlandia's out of control. They ain't got no psyop music like, you know, like we used on Noriega. Hey y'all, what is that contraption in the restroom? I think it saluted me. That's part of our customer service upgrade. It's the latest thing from Japan. A new high-tech restroom facility. It recognizes you, automatically raises or lowers the seat, it auto-flushes, and it works with an app for your phone, allowing you to preheat the seat. What in Sam Hill do I need that for? It also has an auto-bidet. A big day? No, a bidet. Think of it as kind of a pressure washer that also dries you off. 
I think I'll just go out back. No, that's illegal now, ever since the health inspector fell in the honey tank. Come on, give it a try. Push that button that looks like a red cross and see that activates the medical diagnostics. It takes your vitals. I need my vitals. No, your, your vital signs like temperature, heart rate, blood pressure. It also analyzes um, other stuff. What are you talking about? Never mind. Did I mention it can talk? A talking commode. Well, if that don't beat all. Welcome. Take a seat. Well, if you don't mind. Temperature is 98.7. Heart rate 75. BP 120 over 80. I wish you'd shut up. I can't concentrate. You seem tense. Would you like a massage? Hey, hey stop that. You can't. That's embarrassing. I'm a deacon at the Baptist Church. Hey, who's in the robot water closet? Cletus. He's been in there a while. Maybe you ought to go check on him. I'm not going in there. He might have imminent domain. I'm activating the emergency deodorizer. Don't do that. I can't breathe. Then we're even. Reminds me my wife used to burst in spraying that lilac juice everywhere. I'm choking. <laughs> it's the worst ever. What are you doing now? What's that? I think I forgot to hook up the warm water to that bidet. That drying mechanism is pretty powerful, too. I know. I've been using it to dry my hair. Let me out. Let me out. You locked the door. Goodbye, Cletus. I'll miss you. All right. See you tomorrow. Well, now listen up. We got a big day tomorrow. The tea sheet is full of golfers who want to test out their Christmas presents. Come here and taste this stew for me. I don't I don't think so, Mama. I'm a vegan now. Since when? Since I saw you shelling armadillos last night. You've been listening to Rock Bottom Radio, broadcasting from deep in the turf net zone. Subscribe on iTunes or Stitcher for future episodes. 